And we're right on time. How do you like them apples? What up, ladies and gentlemen? Man, I had the opportunity to be a guest on Jeff's show, One Big Tip. What? Now he gets to be a guest on our show. So let's find out what Jeff is all about. Whoop, whoop. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. <laughs> love it. I love it. There we go. We're right. We're synced right up. I love it. Him. It is that Drop time. Some it's fire. We're dropping the fire. Here we go. It's that time for yet another fun-filled Business Bros podcast. And today, we have a guest whose passion is in helping you achieve your highest level of awesomeness in business. As a data-driven social media and internet marketing strategist, our guest creates digital marketing for humans. You know you're getting a genuine personal touch when you work with him and his rock star team. Together, you and our guests can help your business craft an engaging social presence, generate leads, and convert those leads into top-line revenue and sales. With over 10 years' experience and a history of delivering greatness for companies among a myriad of niches, our guest brings a change in mindset from other marketing pros. Instead of just saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, our guest challenges you and asks, but have you thought about this? Mm. We're excited to have on the show today someone who understands that reaching your audience isn't enough. You must inspire them. So here to inspire us today from the aptly named Jeff Mendelson, uh, digital marketing firm. Welcome to the show, Jeff Mendelson. <laughs> Jeff, Woo! welcome to the program, man. What an amazing intro, guys. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> we love we love dropping the fire every once in a while. Jeff, dude, uh, I, I just want to say I had a great time on your show talking about the one thing. There's always one thing. Uh, James and I talk about it all the time. You can use this in your professional life on a day-to-day -day basis, in your personal life on a day-to-day -day basis. Having that one thing that you can accomplish on a, on a regular basis, if you stick to at least getting that one thing done, you're going to jump ahead to light years uh, whereas procrastination will set in. And I had a blast talking to, talking to you about podcasting on your show. I am now curious. Uh, let's continue that conversation. Let's move into the whole podcasting space. I mean, you've now been on my show for almost three minutes, uh, and we do it live. What's your, what's your take so far on live podcasting versus you know pre-recorded? Doing it live scares the shit out of me. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, let's just start with that. Um, I, you know, when I started this, first of all, I'm, you know, everything had to be perfect. I had to, had to have the perfect mic and I had to do it in a perfect space and I had to do it in a perfect, everything. And I bought every toy, checked it out. You know, nice. I bought that thing. And then I'm, and then I'm like, I just can't like, no, like I set up the camera on a tripod and I couldn't get two sentences out edgewise. I'm like, no, this isn't going to work. And I spent days and weeks just trying to like, okay, what's my mental block? What's my, like, why can't I do this? And, and you, you know, what was interesting? I was at a WeWork and I took over a conference room and I just had the thing up and I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to deliver like five minutes worth of stuff. And it just came out so awkward, you know, and so amateur. And I'm just like, oh, the hell with this. Right. Then my phone rang. Right. And it turned out to be a sales call. Right. So I'm sitting there, you know, talking on the phone 
that that was actually the most interesting 20 minutes of the entire recording of the entire recording. Right. Cause I just couldn't get anything done. And I'm like, you know, something I, I, I just can't do this alone. Right. Or yeah, I still feel like, okay, I need to be speaking with somebody. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to turn this into an interview show. Right. And once I did that, that's when the clouds parted and everyone was like, okay, now I can do this because talking to someone else, like, you know, I don't have a speech impediment that bad, right? I don't have it. So, you know, like I, I can carry a conversation. Why don't I just talk to interesting people? And that became the basis. And I'm like, okay, great. Now that I'm, uh, now that I'm able to do this, how, you know, how long should the show be? What kind of format? Cause you know, formats important. And what I came up with was I wanted a short format, 10 to 15 minute podcast where I would interview one person at a time and ask them for their one big tip. And that's that one thing that they use in their business, whether it's an app or an idea or a process to make their, to make their business function. Right. And what's cool about that is that it's not a big time commitment for other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's super focused because a lot of podcasts these days, you know, they go, they tend to go half an hour, 45 minutes, even an hour, they turn it into these interview fests and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to stay with it, you know, for 45 minutes on the one program, right. You know, you listen to a song, a song is two to four minutes long. You listen to, you know, just something a little, um, you know, if someone's interviewing you and you're just, you know, next thing you know, you're going to talk about their dog and, you know, what their life was like before they be, got into digital marketing and things like that. And I just so didn't want to be that guy. You're trying to yeah, just, just fill, try to fill the in the time. Yeah. And I just, I just didn't want to do that. So once I got to the, to the 10, 15 minute mark, I'm like, okay, intros, what's your one big tip? How can people reach you? And it's, it's great. It's, yeah, it's straightforward chunks of information. It, and and it's, it's funny because I, you know, I, I've took, I took the opposite approach, right? So our show is roughly about 30 minutes, right? And and I do want to get to know what you do professionally, but I also want to get to know you, the individual, because for me, it's always been one of those things where I do business with people I know, like, and trust. And so if I'm getting somebody on my show to talk about their business, I don't want it always to be a, you know, hundred percent commercial. I want you to know who this person is that you're going to be talking to. So sometimes, you know, what's the name of the teddy bear in the background or what's the name of the, the you know, the dog that you have, you know, and, and getting some of those personal uh, bits and pieces of information will connect with the audience in a little bit of a different way. And, and I agree with you when we first started, when, when we got into this, James and I would outline our shows and we would have like key points that we wanted to discuss. And, and luckily I had him to bounce information off of because I'm, I'm the same way at the very beginning sitting in front of a mic with the camera looking at you it's one of the most awkward feelings and it's not like you don't know stuff you've been in the business you said over 10 years so it's not like you didn't know things it's just now you want me to talk to this you know inanimate object with a big glass screen looking at me that's that's kind of weird you know yeah and it's you know just getting over yourself is probably the hardest you know, the hardest mental block you're ever going to get over, you know, because I think everyone is just so self-critical. I hate the way I hate listening to my own voice. I hate looking at myself, you know, like on the, you know, like on the screen, you know, maybe I'll post a nice selfie that my kids took of me or whatever. All right, great. Yeah. I'll let that pass. But you know, it's, you know, just to ourselves, we can be the most self-critical, you know, beings around. And I think once you get past that and once you realize like, look, you know, I still have something 
important or interesting to say, you know, then it helps. And I, and bouncing off of the energy of other people who, who also know a lot of great stuff. That's just interesting because now I'm learning so much more, you know, like it's really broadening my horizons. I mean, you were the one that told me about, uh, about StreamYard, right? And I'm looking at it like, wow, this is an amazing recording. It's amazing quality, much better than Zoom, much better than all the other stuff that I'm looking at. And it's like, why am I not doing this? Well, I just haven't, uh, I just haven't gotten up to doing lives yet, but that's more of a function of, you know, the HR issues that I'm going through right now and things like that. Eventually what I'd like to do is, you know, I have, I have all of these podcasts recorded, but why can't I be getting on a live, you know, once a week, twice a week or every day, like you guys do, you know, it's like, it's all there. The, you know, the barrier of entry, I already have all the toys. So, you know, might as well get it done. Yeah, and but I, I agree with you. The the comfort is is part of the issue. When James and I again, when we first started, we didn't have a video component of our show for about ninety episodes or so. It was purely audio. It was pre recorded, um, and we didn't even do interviews until about ninety. We had like one or two interviews in the first ninety episodes, but it was really just us talking about what we're doing in our business and how can we grow our particular you know company and what we're what worked, what didn't work, that sort of stuff. Um, and once we switched over to a video platform, we at least had 90 episodes under our belt where we were used to listening to our own voice, where we would spend a few episodes with like a glass jar and like dropping quarters in there to correct our ums and ends and filler words. So we spent a good amount of time getting used to ourselves, I guess. And then when we did add video, it was a little bit easier. And then when we did add live, it was a little bit easier. So yeah, I can understand that hesitation on on going in, in that whole live space or even transitioning platforms. So, I mean, tell me, you've, you've done a couple different platforms and every time you switch, is it's not easy in, in, you know, in the sense, maybe technology-wise it's easy, but in your own custom of do, way of doing things, that, that's gotta be a little bit difficult, right? Um, it's actually that part is, you know, is the easier part, you know, the first thing I went to was zoom and zoom, you know, everyone knows it, you know, it's like the industry standard. Everyone knows what's going on with that. And it did work out great for the first, uh, 20, 30 episodes. But then what happened was, you know, the coronavirus thing hit and then the whole world gets on zoom. Right. And then the software started failing on me, right. It used to record two tracks at the same time. Now it doesn't for some, maybe it does for other people, but for me, it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it would save it on my hard drive. Other times it would upload it to the cloud. My audio guy hated it. He was just like, no, you know, like uh, there's all the, there are all these bleeps and noises that you can't, uh, that you can't edit out. So I switched over to Squadcast. Squadcast is a, uh, is really cool because in the browser it records my audio locally to me and your audio locally to you. So it alleviates all of that digital stuttering, that latency and all that. And you get two clean recordings that are perfectly synced. You know, it comes out to be a much better, a much better episode. So the, the, the change there wasn't so bad. I mean, I was already used to, you know, getting people scheduled and getting them on the show, but it just became a question of, okay, you know, how can I make sure that I'm getting the cleanest type of recording possible? Right. You know, we, uh, you know, we all live in the, you know, we live in the United States. Most of us have great, uh, great internet, but that's not always the case. You know, it's like sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you have bad internet days, just like everybody, you know, and that's, um, you know, those are just things that you need to deal with. All right. So that's the technology side of it. What about the getting people side of it? 
like when when James and I started, it wasn't the uh, you know we didn't know how to do it, it essentially. So what what I did was I, I took you know, notes from like the ice box or the ice water challenge, right? So at the end of the show, I would literally ask a guest, "Hey, who do you think would be an, a good guest to have on the show?" And they would, you know, since it was live, they would tag somebody and they'd be like, "Oh, that person's in." Now now the pressure's on because you were tagged on the live feed that that you're you're next, and that helped us you know start to get the the growth of getting people on the show. Um, what, what's been your experience like getting guests initially and then now how, how are you doing it going forward? So, you know, it's funny when I first started this out, it was going to be a weekly podcast. Right. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get four people a month to talk to me? <laughs> right. And I'm just bro. Right. So, you know, like for the first thing you dip into are, you know, your friends, mm-hmm. right. You know, so, you know, the friends and family, you, you get them up there and maybe you put out a, you know, a call on a, like a Facebook group and, you know, cut your teeth with that, cut your teeth with people that, you know, people that are, you know, are already your fans. Right. Then I started branching out into some podcast, uh, directories. There's podcast guests, matchmaker.fm. There's a uh, Kitcaster has one and, you know, each of those has a different type of, uh, has a different type of play. But what happens is that, you know, it's, it's it really just came down to, Hey, would you like to be on my show? Right. I, and I found it easier than say looking for a job because, you know, like when you send out 50 resumes and no one answers you back, you start like, Oh geez, I ain't going to work. But you know, when I put out 20, you know, requests, Hey, I'd like to have you on the show. You know, I'm just starting out. Here's a, you know, here's a link, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'd say about five to seven people answered back and it's like, ah, okay. Now I can, you know, like, uh, people are generally, agreeable like they want to get mm-hmm. on your show they want to you know they want to talk to you and i think if you're just open and honest like i you know i didn't tell anybody you know oh by, by the way this show is going to get five downloads right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know you don't you, you know you don't spill too much of the uh uh too much of the information you know but at the same time it's like listen it's a, it really is an organic effect you know whatever small community i had at the time i'm going to you know, I'm going to put it out there and somebody's going to see it. And it, 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> exactly. Right. So what happens is, um, uh, you know, it, it just grows, right. Cause you know, then they put it out on their thing, you know, they're excited. Like, Hey, I was on Jeff Mendelssohn's podcast and it doesn't matter whether I had, you know, like five or 10 downloads, you know, the fact that they got out there and they like, you know, yeah, my, I'm a podcast guest. People want to say that I'm all, you know, people also want to say I'm a podcast. Oh, why? Whoops. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of those, uh, so what happens is that it just builds. And I got on a directory that sent out an email saying, Hey, we got this great new guy. And they ended up sending over like about, uh, like about 50 or 75 people that wanted to be on the show, you know, just from that email. And you're like, Oh, now I'm swamped. Well, yeah. And that was a problem because, you know, it's the one big tip. I want to know what your one big tip is before you actually come on the show. Right. So now I had to go through some kind of vetting process. Right. So I quickly created an, another login form, uh, another form just to collect their information, their name, their email. And, you know, what's your one big tip and let's talk about it. Right. And the ones that were able to articulate like, yeah, I, I want to tell people that, you know, about this great technique I use for time management. OK, great. You're on the show. The ones that come out in, you know, the life coaching people are like, oh, you just got to manifest yourself. Eh. No, yeah. that's not a, yeah, that's not a one big tip. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, you got to, you know, you got to kind of pick and choose. 
But once I put that system in place, it made things a lot easier for me to, you know, to actually vet these people. And it's, and it's not a hard vetting process. It's just, you know, I just want to know what you're going to talk about before you actually get on the show. Right? Yeah. It, not, and and how has your experience been as far as, you know, the people that you meet, they do get on the show. How has it been for your exposure and your brand and your marketing as far as getting people to work with you? I find that it's, um, I, it definitely elevates, you know, the Jeff Mendelson brand, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, um, it, it, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, I don't have Google or someone like that breaking down my door, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, where you can confidently say, you know, like here, I have all the, I have this body of knowledge, you know, that you can go and uh, take a look at. It's, it's, it's an added, it's an added swagger, you know, that you can talk about. And what this podcast is for me is that it's, it's not going to replace my, you know, my, it's not going to replace my day job. I'm not going to be like a John Lee Dumas who's, you know, who's doing this full time, or maybe I am, you know, maybe it might just take off after the hundredth or 200th episode, you know, who knows. Right. But what my play with this is that I just want to get this. I just want to get this out there and use it as a basis for the next big step, mm. you know, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, creating some kind of course or, you know, creating a mastermind, something like that. It's funny because I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, if anything, this has become one of the best prospecting tools I've ever come across. I get to talk to somebody new every single day. I get to, oh, what, what does Jeff say? What would you say is the best directory to sign up to do podcasts? So to get guests, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. So um, the, one that, uh, the one that put me out in their email was podcastguests.com. And you got to pay for that. But, uh, you know, the guys there were really nice. And they're like, hey, Jeff, you know, we want to feature you. But uh, the short answer is get on all of them. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it can't hurt. You know, like some of these directories, you know, have like 20, 25 podcast guests on it. All right. You know, it's like, you know, it can't hurt as long as you're not paying for it. But that's really the that's really what you need to do is just get on there and, um, you know, just offer what it is, is that you're offering your knowledge, you're offering your, you're offering your expertise. And, you know, that's infectious, you know, people want to hear about that, you know, oh, yeah. and people, and people want to give it as well. So that's, you know, that's the real important thing. Yeah. And, and like I was saying, the, it's become one of the best prospecting tools out there, period. When, uh, when I got onto matchmaker FM, that was to me, one of the easiest platforms to use. I literally have it on, like, it's just always on. And I have to go through my, my, I have to make sure I sign on every once in a while to check the messages that are on there. But I mean, if I was doing a show once a week, I would have zero problems getting a guest for every single week, just using that platform. I get, you know, three or four almost every other day. And so, you know, we, we book out our show eight weeks in advance, but there's been no other way that I've come across that has made it so easy for me to talk to somebody new on a regular basis. I've become a better speaker. I am much more confident. I have uh, really narrowed down on my focus and my messaging on top of being able to talk to more people, like all those things, none of those really have any monetary benefit from, but I can take all those skills and I can transfer them over to my, what I am doing on a regular basis, whether it's standing in front of a classroom and talking to kids, whether it's, you know, selling real estate, whether it's, you know, helping on the insurance industry, whether it's coaching other people to build their podcast, like all those things have come Come from sitting here and talking to people every single day. And I've, I've, I know I've gotten a lot smarter just because of all the people that I've been able to learn from on a daily basis. You know, it, uh, that's so true because, 
you know, like I've spoken to CEOs, venture capitalists, angels, angel investors, things like that. And, you know, it hits me just about every time. How would I ever have met this person otherwise? Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have bumped into him at a show. May You know, but I wouldn't, you know, bumping into him at a shopping mall or something. Like, no, these are just regular people. You know, one other thing I wanted to, I wanted to add to this whole thing is that there's a whole cottage industry now of podcast uh, agents, mm -hmm. right? These are people who will, uh, like their job is to talk to people like me to try to get, you know, their clients on the show. Some of these people are paying $500 a month, $800 a month, $1,000 a month in order to get on these shows, right? And what happened was now I got on... I don't even know how the hell I got on them, but you know, these people are like, Oh yeah, Jeff's got this show. You know, let's, uh, you know, let's hit it. You know, we, hit, we have a pretty good acceptance rate with Jeff. Right. So now I'm getting like all of their people, right. They're, mm -hmm. they're always sending it over. So I ended up having to set up another form. Right. So I, I'm like, all right, great. You know, I took their logo. I put it up on the, I put it up on a specific page. I'm like, all right, just direct everybody to this form. Right. And then I'll vet the, uh, you know, I'll vet them. And that so far has worked out great. It's gotten to the point where now I'm starting to feel confident that I can actually charge for people to come on the show. Like what's happening right now? I got, I had such an influx of, of podcast guests that I didn't want to turn this into a daily show or a twice a day show. Right. I mean, you know, this takes a lot of work to write the blog post, to write the social for it, to, you know, to mm -hmm. edit the recordings. Like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to blow $2,000 right now to just edit, you know, a hundred recordings. So I kept to my schedule twice a week. Right. But now I have content that's not going to air. If I just stay with the current schedule and not take on not one new person, I'm, I have content through February. Right. And that's just dude, like, dude, February, it's next freaking year. Mm -hmm. Right. But then, you know, like as I'm getting people on the show and I'm telling them that, you know, you can almost see their faces like, oh, she's really like, you're getting me on the show and we're going to, it's not going to air for seven months. Like what the hell? So I'm like, all right, brother, listen, um, how about, how about if I, you know, how about if you pay, you know, like $300, $500 to jump to the front of the line? You know, if you have something imminent, you have some kind of book launch or whatever, boom, all of a it's sudden amazing it's amazing like, how it works, right? It's, it's amazing how it works because think about it this way. Think about it this way. This is the actual cool part. If you, if you dip into the psychology here, they paid a podcast agent you know, $800, $1,000 a month to get them on the podcast. So that's how hungry they are to get their voices heard mm -hmm. right now. If they have an evergreen message and it doesn't matter when it, when it actually drops, fine, you know, okay. Then it'll, then it'll air when it airs and you know, everyone's happy. But if you have a book launcher, you have a launcher, whatever it is, every little bit of SEO juice of social juice that you can put out there works. I don't think I'm charging an arm and a leg. Right. I'm just charging, you know, like a little bit for my time, but all of a sudden this became a, this became a profit center yep. and that's when I, and that's where everything just opened up. And it's yeah. funny because once you've started doing it and you've, you've fine tuned your processes, whether it's, you know, open up a new form or how you vet them or how you start to edit your shows or when you do your sequences, all those things, like as an, as an entrepreneur, you start thinking about those things in your mind and you, you create a game plan like you just did where the money can roll in. James and I are about to launch probably in the next week or so, uh, you know, an insurance bro podcast, and it's going to be called the carrier experience. And we're doing the same type of thing. This is, this is a, a direct monetization play 
on uh, on a podcast because we know how the system works. Now we've really fine tuned who we're going after. We know who our demographic is. It's very niche in 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 the type of show that it's going to be, but it's going to create something that we that'll bring value to a lot of people in our insurance industry, to the insurance carriers in our industry, and it's worth paying for. And that's a that's one of those things where you know, like like you said, you already know that this is people are already spending the money. They already want this kind of exposure, and we're putting them in a in a position where they can do that. And speaking of the carrier experience, Whoops, got to hit that unmute button. And speaking of tips, right? Uh, Ham's insurance tip of the day. We're going to talk really quickly about uninsured motorists. Thanks for the tip, Hernan, by the way. Um, uninsured motorist is a particular piece of coverage so important in your auto insurance that if you decline it, the state actually requires you to sign a disclosure. So UMBI for bodily injury, UMPD for property damage, it protects you, your passengers, and your vehicle in case someone else is at fault in an accident, but either they don't have insurance at all or they don't have enough. Here's the thing. People often decline uninsured motorist coverage just to save a few bucks, all right? But saving a few up front could cost you a lot more on the back end. Statistics show that approximately 15% of drivers in California don't carry insurance. So even though it's required by law, there's still plenty of people on the road without it. Worse yet, our state minimums, right? You're required to at least have the state minimums, but those haven't even been updated since the 70s. The minimum coverage for property damage is just $5,000. So if that person gets in an accident with you and they only have $5,000 in coverage for your property, you're out of pocket for the rest, all right? That is pretty much it, actually. Uh, if you have any questions uh, or need any help, give Pipeline Insurance a call at 877-928-9994 and follow me on Twitter at InsuranceBroHam. All right, Jeff, let's I guess have I didn't, some... I didn't quite close that out as, as well yeah, as I would have wanted do, to. Yeah, usually do. Yeah. So, all right, hang like, out here for a second because we're going to do uh, two truths and a lie. You ready, Jeff, to have some whoop, fun? Whoop. Fun time. Sure, let's do it. All right, two truths and a lie. Simple rules. You're going to tell us three things, Jeff. Two of them are going to be true. One will be a lie. James and I always have our little competition to see if we can guess your lie. So go for it. Guess my lie. All right. Jeez, this is really putting me on the spot. All right. <laughs> yeah, and it's live. So people right, are right, yeah, like, No pressure, hmm, no pressure. Hmm, Jeff. All right. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. Um, I got straight Fs in high school. I have a master's degree in business management. And I speak three and a half languages. I speak half a language. All right, all right, let's go. So uh, let's see. Straight Fs. Mm -hmm. That was me, Somehow, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah. James. Uh, yeah. That Somehow was turned me. into a, a master's in business management, mm -hmm. right? And uh, three and a half languages. Hmm. I think when I was researching 
Jeff today. I saw that he does have an MBA, so I'm going to say that one's for sure true. That one's for sure true. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, three and a half languages. That sounds like a very specific number. I feel like half a language has to be something like HTML or something <laughs> weird like that. Or sarcasm. <laughs> or sarcasm. Yeah. Sarc- or, sar- <laughs> or BS. Yeah. BS. Uh, uh, so we're going the straight Fs. That's the lie. I got to I gotta go with straight Fs. It's got to be a lie. Straight Fs is uh, uh, straight Fs is um, it's almost a lie in that uh, there was one time in high school. It was one semester in high school. I got uh, out of uh, five classes. I got three Fs. So wow. So I oh, I still have that impressive. I still have that report card. <laughs> I I showed it to my, my kids and I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, look how bad you can f up, and you know, still make something of yourself. So hopefully that's a little. <laughs> So you should have kept yours, James. That one, his was literally <laughs> all F's except one class he had an A. In. Five F's and a B. Five F's, Five and, a F's B. and a B. Five and it F's wasn't even PE. It was physical science. <laughs> I failed PE. I failed, failed PE, PE. Man. I just Yeah, I just refused to, you know, suit up. But here's the thing, right? Here, here's here's uh, the the science teacher, the physical science teacher. Uh, Hernan actually knows him now, and they're, they're colleagues. Um, and he... He got my attention early on in class when he took a, a piece of sodium about that big and dropped it in water and everything blew up. And I was like, yep, I'm definitely paying attention in this class. Mm. <laughs> all, all the fun stuff. All the all fun right, Jeff. stuff. Business. Uh, uh, so you got a, an MBA um, and you've been in business for over 10 years. So I'm going to ask you for... So we got to know you. You got the One Big Tip podcast. You've been in business over 10 years. You got that MBA. What advice would you give to young entrepreneurs? Young entrepreneurs. So so my stepdaughter now, she just started this uh she just started this um this uh company or actually this process. She she's very artistically gifted. And what she did is that she created like this art box that it's a subscri- it's a subscription model that uh, for like $10, $15 a month, whatever it is, she'll send you all the materials for you to create the art. It's called art P, you know, as art therapy, right? And what's interesting is that she didn't really know a lot about, a lot about, uh, you know, business itself. She mm-hmm. didn't really know like how it would take off or how it would, uh, you know, or, or how it would work. But just today she got uh, a... Um, a business development consultant at uh, Dior, you know, the uh, Christian Dior reached out to her to create a bunch of these boxes to do a tie-in that they were going to be doing with uh, some influencers. Now, right. Impressive. Impressive. So nine years old, you know, she started this two months ago. She's already got like, uh, like I think like a thousand followers on Instagram and she's just cranking out videos and she's just cranking out all this stuff. Doesn't know, doesn't know much about business, right? Business is just not her thing, but you know, put some color and something, something already in front of her. And she's just going to, she's just going to slay it. So my advice would be there is, you know, everyone has that spark inside of them, right? The tools that we have available today, right? And by tools, I mean, you know, like this little, you know, this little device right here, everybody has a platform, right? Mm -hmm. All you need to do is just 
get out there and record it, you know, put it on TikTok, put it on Snapchat, put it on Instagram, whatever it is. As long as you have a clear, a clearer vision or some kind of clear product of something that you're going to, uh, something that you want to sell, somebody is going to buy it. Right. But you got it. You got to be able to put it out there. You got to be able to articulate it. So my one big tip for young entrepreneurs would be you already have the platform and this amazing 4k recording device in the palm of your hand. Please use it. Be a content creator, be, be a, a creator. content creator consumer. Okay. Creation much more valuable. Exactly. What's that line? What's that line? It's like, uh, you have, all the information in the world in the palm of your hand and you use it to look at cat videos. <laughs> right? <laughs> or take pictures of your food. It's like, or bro, take pictures of your you food, know? yeah. Uh, and thanks for making our mouth water after that. It looks great, yeah. but uh, I didn't get to bite it. All right, uh, last little segment here. Jeff, you have a podcast. You've been a guest on a couple other podcasts. Now you've been a guest on the Business Bros Show. What was your experience like being on the podcast? Being on the podcast. So um, I think it's fun. I think that it's, um, you know, uh, again, it's informative. It's something that you, you know, we naturally talk to people anyways, right? It's, you know, I, th I think there was this uh, TED talk. I forgot, I forgot the exact title, but basically the premise was this, was that, um, you know, if you can talk, you can sell, right? Mm -hmm. And we're always selling, right? You're selling when you want to pick up a girl in a bar. You're selling when you want to, uh, you know, when you want to, when you ask for a discount at a store that you go to, you're always selling, right? So, you know, use, you know, use your abilities, you know, to try to be convincing. You don't need to be sleazy about it. You don't need to be like, you don't need to deal someone down to get something below their, below its cost, whatever it is. Well, what you do need to do is just, you know, be a good person and be authentic and, you know, just put it out there. People will respond to it. hundred percent, hundred percent. How'd you feel going live? <sighs> Well, you guys make it, you guys make it look easy. So <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job today. You yeah. did a good job. I know you were a little nervous about the whole life thing, but you did a great job. Uh, Jeff, thank you again for coming on the program. Ladies and gents, make sure you follow Jeff. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. You can go out his website, get some more information about what Jeff is up to, uh, tune into his podcast. One big tip. And I, again, they're little bite-sized chunks of information. Other entrepreneurs telling you what's working for them and why wouldn't you want to know what's working? That's what's, that's what's going to lead you to success. So Jeff, thank you again for being a, a guest on our podcast. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day. You got it, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a Ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.